This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. The same ground again. I know that the Liverpool supporters and everyone in football would really like to know how Virgil is getting on. Um, how you got on his condition and whether he has had surgery or not yet, and that's likely to happen in Oh, yeah, I can understand that people are, are, are interested in that. And um, we saw Virgil was here. Um, he's OK. Um, but about um, when the surgery will happen and stuff like this, um, I don't think it makes sense that we give pretty much a time schedule uh, every day. But it will be fine um, and will happen um, in an appropriate time. And um, so that's it pretty much. But he's, he's as good as possible. And now he has been fully assessed. Do you have a better idea about how long he'll be out for? Well, that's the next one. No, we, we, we don't even want to know it, to be honest. Um, it, it will take time, that's clear. But um, um, in the end, it's really like this, that um, all people are, are different. And so we should not um, limit that by, by, by saying uh, for him it was that long, for him it was that long. I think it makes sense from a specific moment in the recovery uh, and the rehab time um, that he really... Um, uh, that then it, it becomes individual because then everybody copes different with it and um, each body and that's why no need for. And just finally then on your squad for this weekend, um, any further injuries or how is everyone, anyone likely to come back? For example, is Alison possibly in line to return this weekend? So let me say it like this with the others. Um, uh, so apart from Oxenverge, obviously, and maybe... Um, um, Costas, uh, we always gets closer and closer, but um, it's not at all in contention for this for this game or for the next one. Um, so um, all the others we have to we have to see day by day, pretty much. Um, it's it's a lot about um, a lot of discussions, conversations. I would say not discussions with the medical department. Um, for who it makes sense and for who it's too early and for who, um, yeah, all these kind of things. So that's the time we are in um, with, with, the, with the games we have. If somebody's injured for two weeks, that could mean five games um, and it's still not a, a serious injury, but that's it. Um, so I, I don't know in this moment um, who will be available. But my, my last um, information was that um, with the boys who played the other night, um, they are all fine. So they uh, they are they are okay, and and the rest we will see. Hi, good good to see you. Um, Hi, Sam. In, in terms of Premier League football, at least it's it's pretty much a game a week or so for the next five weeks. With that in mind, do you expect results and, and performances overall in the Premier League to return to a little bit more of, of normality, or with the continuation of no fans, should we still expect big score lines and, and slightly strange score lines at times? I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I really, I didn't even think about it. It's not. We are not too much interested in in, in score lines, strange score lines. Now, um, um, I think it's just about um, make sure that you have a good chance uh, to win the game and not um, whichever result it, it means. So we are obviously not the team who wants to concede a lot, stuff like this. And uh, but we know um, goals can still happen. So uh, on either side. Uh, and that's uh, that's the situation. So I I have no idea what what will happen in the Premier League. We really uh, we make not a real difference between Premier League and Champions League because it's just three days pretty much all the time between the games, and so we just uh, wake up, recover, um, and yes, today is uh, is it possible to have kind of a, uh, a 
uh, uh, session. Use that because it's completely different. Uh, Ajax and Sheffield United, is, um, the way they play is completely different and, and Sheffield United deserves a lot of attention for what they do because they are really good in that and uh, even when the results were so far not exactly um, how they wished for but um, the performances were not, were not that bad. Um, I'm pretty sure Chris Wilder knows that and um, so... Um, they will build on that and that makes it for us tricky and they had a full, a full week to, um, to, to prepare the game and um, with all the, the strength they have in set pieces anyway they had time for, for, for working on that as well so um, it will be a, a tough one for us and like it always was against Sheffield um, obviously and um, that's why we are completely focused on this game and don't think about the general situation in the Premier League. Chris Wilder has said that Ray Brewster may well start tomorrow. He's obviously a player that you know very well. How much does the fact that you know his game inside out help with, with your preparations ahead of tomorrow's game? We all know him very well, and um, that's the problem. We know how good he is, um, and um, that's uh, that's the situation. So, and how always when a boy, especially like Rian, who is really our boy, okay, maybe I have to say used to be our boy whatever um, but still we feel it the way um, means that always um, I wish them really um, the nearly perfect Premier League season that means okay he couldn't have played 36 games um, but if then 36 world class games in two days off um, uh, pretty much and that's um, always the games when we play them and I hope for this day <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I'm not sure that will happen so we need to be 100% focused if he starts but not only him come on um, they, they have really they, how I said Sheffield United is doing really well and it's it's not unlikely that something like um, what happened to them now result wise they had a pretty tough start um, um, from from fixtures wise and um, so it's normal I'm pretty sure Chris is calm enough to know all the good things they did um, will are still good and um, um, they stuff. They, they still just have to to keep them going, and that's what they what they will try. And that makes it really a, a very intense game. Uh, it's Sheffield, yeah. So the way they play is, um, if you want to win the game, you have to be intense yourself, and and that's it. And if Rian is then on the pitch, yes, then we know that we should not let him finish at all, um, because from wherever he gets the ball, he is a natural finisher, and that's um, his biggest threat. Jürgen, it felt like a really significant win on Wednesday night. Things obviously didn't go your way for a number of reasons last Saturday. So how, how much confidence do you and the squad take into this game tomorrow? Oh, I like the game from a, from a performance point of view um, against Abbott much more than the game against Ajax. But you have to you have to win the games, and I can understand. By the way, it's always it's it's really a bit disappointing when I when I hear that people confront um, Eric Ten Hag with my with I, what I said of, of, about the pitch. And then he has to respond on that. That's really a bit embarrassing. So um, I didn't blame the pitch for our performance. I said it was not a good pitch and it didn't help both teams. So, um, but who is interested in the truth nowadays? Um, and um, that's uh, the thing. So, but um, one week ago, we played a sensational game uh, in, in really difficult circumstances. And I like that a lot. So we don't struggle with confidence or whatever. It's just we have to make, we have to make sure that we are ready for this game physically and and, uh, and mood-wise, and um, so that's what we what we what we do for years already, which is the biggest challenge to make sure that you're always ready. But this is the next one. It's Anfield against Sheffield United. It's tough. Make sure you're ready, and then we have a chance. Can I just ask you about how things change with Fabinho playing at centre back? Obviously, he's a different player 
to Virgil van Dijk. You said he enjoys playing there, but how does that change things from a defensive point of view? Well, um, they are different players, but both can defend. So um, that's good. <laughs> um, that helps, obviously. Um, yes, f- f- we all know that Fab can play this position. He played it this season before. I don't know which year. But against Bayern, for example, in a home game. Um, and he played absolutely great. So I'm, I'm not surprised that he can play the position, but it's all about um, getting used to each other. How I said, this line before the Ajax game, I don't think played together exactly like this. Um, and that makes it, of course, um, there's a, a lot of things from an organization point of view um, and you cannot talk about it or exchange notes about it. It's just to feel that's right, that's wrong. He's doing that, he's doing that um, high line, lower line and all this kind of stuff. So um, that's why I said there's a lot to improve because these boys need to need to get used to each other. But um, he can play the position. But um, that's it. Hello, Jürgen. Um, you've been away from Anfield for a couple of games. How much are you looking forward to returning there? And 61 league games now and beating Anfield. Oh, I thought we can do one press conference without mentioning that. Um, but um, yes, we are looking really forward to play at home because it's. I think we have now three home games in a row, if I'm right. Um, that's great. Actually, if you ask me, we could play 36 times um, or, or, um, yeah, at home. I just love Anfield. It's a great place. Um, I love our dressing room. I love all the things there and I love the atmosphere even when the people are not in because it's just our home. Um, yes, we are really looking forward to it. Can I just ask you about Reese Williams and um, defensive problems notwithstanding with injuries? Uh, what has impressed you about him? Because he's a player who's gone from the National League North last season, albeit on loan, to now playing just a, a couple of minutes, but, but a couple of minutes in the Champions League. Yes, that's a, a nice story. Huh? Um, and... Um, <laughs> I saw it in his eyes after the game that he was pretty impressed by that, uh, by that occasion. Um, and it's nice. He's a big talent, not only physically big, really. He's a real talent and, um, it's nice to have him around, um, that he played last year, um, wherever. I don't even know exactly, um, but I know it was non-league, um, and somewhere in Birmingham, if I'm right. Um, that's, uh, um, that's just makes it special. Um, but with the situation, for example, Nate Phillips is here as well and Billy the Kid is here as well. So these boys are really around and, and Nate Phillips, um, we thought uh, would be a, a, um, a transfer. Uh, but then in the last second, it, it, it didn't happen. And Nate is, uh, we, we all know, we, we brought him already back last year from Stuttgart for one game against Everton, which he did, in which he did really well. So, um, yeah, these are solutions for us and, and helps us a lot. The boys are great. Um, it's a big opportunity, obviously, for them. How always in life if something bad happens um, when the dust um, is kind of settled then um, you can see the opportunities again but yeah so it's all about doing the right things in the right moment and um, for Reese, it was now the, uh, the, the the first Champions League minutes which is nice um, but yeah that's how it is Can I just clarify on the, the Finns issues you say to take it day by day does that mean that Thiago and Joel Matip uh, are in contention for tomorrow? I don't know. But we have training after the press conference, so we will see who is out there. You can only be in contention if you are if you are in training. 
Um, but I, I look in, in my situation, actually, I don't want to rule anybody out um, until someone tells me. And so far, nobody told me. Uh, maybe I should have listened better, but um, I'm they for me. Everybody uh, apart from the three I mentioned is in contention until somebody tells me tells me different. Okay, thank you. And, and tomorrow, the start will be Andy Robertson's hundredth Premier League appearance. I'm just wondering if you can talk about his and the side's evolution and the, and the role in what's the role he plays, particularly pressing against Ajax. Andy Robertson one hundredth Premier League game for Liverpool. Yeah. And how many altogether? Then 130 something with Hull, I think. Yeah. Okay, um, great. Um, finally, something nice to talk about. Uh, where can I start uh, with Mr. Robertson? So it's uh, it's great. It's a, this is a really wonderful story. I don't want to go back to, the, to his beginnings, but from the moment when he arrived here, it's a, it's a wonderful story. And yes, he established himself um, on a really uh, on a really high level and. Um, um, it's much too early to make any any um, resumptions or whatever, but uh, so far it was absolutely good or even better. So um, I I really I like him as a person very much. He's pretty chatty. We, I think we had a few words um, on the uh, on uh, at Amsterdam. So I was shouting at him like a devil. And and Robo's character is then he cannot hold completely back to respond. <laughs> But he's like me as well. The game is over and then it's all fine. So as long as you keep yourself um, um, together, um, but that's all, all good. So I really, I like working with him because he's a brilliant character and a super player. Just quick, do, do you like that from players that, you know, when they respond to you and... and... No, most, no, no, it's not about, do I like it? It's, it's just, no, it's, it's not a conversation usually. So it's just, so sometimes in the game, in this game, especially, it was not about exchanging informations. It was about, um, actually kicking the ass that they, that they go for it because, um, the game was still open and the boy, it was hard for the boys. And obviously Robo got a proper, proper knock on his chest. Um, and um, so it was slightly difficult to, to breathe and all these kind of things. And then human beings are like this and you, you feel a bit sorry for yourself or feel a bit of self-pity, whatever. Oh, it's so, it hurts so much. And then somebody needs to tell you, yeah, we can talk about that after the final whistle. And that was pretty my, much my job. And the only problem was Robo was directly next to me. And that, um, yeah. So I shouted him as loud as I shout in that moment to um, Shakiri, who was on the other side, and that obviously is then different. <laughs> You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.